be undeniably good. No marketing effort or social media buzzword can be a substitute for that. Anthony Volodkin. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee S's. Just a real quick shout out before we get into the episode. Find us on our Facebook page. We post updates, fun memes, encouragement for writing. Just search for Writing Roots Podcast and give us a follow. It's a great place to interact with us. We try to respond to all comments on there. So join us. Yay! (laughs) So today's episode, we're talking about one of the most vital and often talked about tools in your toolbox, and that is getting reviews. People think that having all five-star reviews is great, but you're better off having a high number of reviews that are honest than having just grandma's reviews going, I love my sunflower. She's fantastic. When I'm looking for anything, books included, I will look for something that has, you know, an average of four to five stars, but has been reviewed a couple hundred times. And if there's not anything available, it's a couple hundred times, at least a hundred times. Because if it's been reviewed a hundred times and its average is four stars or above, that means that the majority of people like that book or like that product, that it worked, that it functioned. So instead of trying to get a couple of people that are going to give you five-star reviews, I pretty much pass over any reviews that's three people, all five stars, because I think, eh. (laughs) I can get people I know who haven't read the book to just sign on to their account and go, yay, and that's it. Yeah, it's a statistical balance thing. So getting more reviews is better than getting a few good reviews. And I did want to give people a heads up. Paying for reviews is illegal. In a lot of these places online where you can get reviews and check out reviews, I'm talking about Amazon, I'm talking about Goodreads, I'm talking about a lot of these places. If you have someone say, hey, I'll review your book for five bucks, that's not allowed. And there are things in the contract with KDP that will, they'll throw a fit. If you're paying somebody to give a review, it's essentially a type of fraud. So don't do it. Try to get reviews naturally. And you don't want every other author out there to also be paying for reviews because then being an author becomes a pay to win thing, which is not what the art is about. Also, technically, as the author, you're not supposed to ask for reviews. It kind of goes back to that fraud, paying for reviews. As an author, if you ask for a review, it's almost like uh, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours kind of situation. But me, I'm not the author, so I can go tell you, hey, Lee's books, Black and White and Cyan and Blue, are really good. You should check them out and then give them great reviews. So this episode is a PSA to all authors out there and all readers out there. Please review if you like something, if you want to support it, it'll take you five seconds and it makes a huge difference in that author's life. So let's get into how to get reviews. First things first, 
there are two places that people will almost always go to look for reviews first, Goodreads and Amazon. Which are linked, by the way, in the back end. But a lot of readers will often look first to Goodreads. They might have an account where they have reviewed people in the past, where they can see a little bit more about the book and the profile. It's like Facebook, but for books. As compared to on Amazon, you've got all of this other stuff besides books that exists. So it's going to draw a wider amount of audience. So if I wanted my dad, who is not a reader, to review someone else's book, he would probably review on Amazon. If I had my mom, who is a reader, go to review somebody's book, they would probably go to Goodreads. It's important to not only get reviews there, but to make sure your presence is known there. Claim the author profile, add details to it, put whatever you're going to put into it. But if your book isn't available to review, they're going to shrug and move on. So if you have an hour set aside per day for your marketing efforts for your book, this is something you can do at four o'clock in the morning is make sure these online profiles for your book exist. While one of the first places people look is online, they will also go to a variety of local sources. That includes newspapers and on-air interviews, radio and television. But your biggest advantage will always be word of mouth. Not only digitally, not only in person, but if I can physically hand my best friend the book that I read and loved, that is going to be the biggest recommendation. So even if I'm talking about it, that is a form of giving a review. The more you have people talking about your book in any regard, again, quantity is favorable to quality in reviews. I mean, you still want quality, but you want quantity more. So how do I get reviews? If I can't ask people, yes, selling a bunch of books, hopefully one or two will review. And the more books I sell, the more people will be reviewing it. But that's not my only option. Find other authors. I know I mentioned earlier, it's a little bit sketchy to do the you'll scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. But there is a little bit of room for that in the publishing world. If you look at a lot of new books, and I don't like the cover design for this, but it happens, they will have little excerpts from another author in the similar genre saying, this book changes the world of YA fiction, or this is fantastic, I absolutely love their way with words. If I got Lee Child to say, this person knows what they're doing as far as writing and telling a good story, his whole fandom, if they pick up my book, I've just jumped up in priority in their minds. He's like, oh, well, Lee Child says this is good, so it must be good because I also approve of him. When you reach out to other authors to see if you can do this kind of trade for promotion, Make sure that they are in your genre. Make sure that they have a similar target audience. Because if I wanted to have a cross promotion with another author or celebrity, I would not go to Kim Kardashian. 
because while she is very popular and has a very large following, her following probably isn't in my target audience of, you know, nerdy Lord of the Rings, Dungeons and Dragons kind of people. The overlap there is going to be pretty small. Very minimal. (laughs) So when you're looking at people to cross-pollinate with, you want to make sure that overlap is as much as possible. I would go to Brandon Sanderson. I probably couldn't do it because he's, you know, busy and a way better author, but that's who I would be setting my sights for. This comes down to picking which author you're going to be working with. You want somebody who's about the same level or perhaps one step more advanced than you are so that you can help work with each other. That's one of my favorite things about this world is you're never working against other authors. All you can do is help each other. And one of the ways to do that is to share your mailing lists with each other. So what that means is if I have 1,700 people on my mailing list... I can mail these people and go, hey, this other person here whom I love as an author, they have this new book out. If you tell them I sent you, they'll give you a discount. That gets this other person a bunch of different sales and helps reach my audience and expand their audience. Then when my book comes along, she can do the same thing for me. Cross promotion on websites, newsletters, social media, it can really benefit all sides if the target audience is similar. If they aren't similar, it can damage your reputation. So when you see people online asking for the possibility of building this relationship, read some of their stuff first. Make sure your audience is in line with theirs. If they aren't mentioning their genre, at least, just kind of scroll past it. One of the things you can do besides targeting other authors' audiences, is target specific reviewers. One of the best ways to do that is not just an email, but to send them your book. Send them a physical copy of this so that they have the chance to read it and then tell all of their fans. We're talking not just authors, not just possibly publishers, but social media influencers that hopefully share your same target audience podcasters, people who are local celebrities as well as big-time celebrities if you have connections there. Somebody that can help get your name out there. This is a fine line to walk because, again, it goes back to the paying for reviews. But if you can get an interview with them, if they're you know a social media influencer or anything like that, that helps legitimize the promotion. So you may be thinking to yourself, okay, I want to do this. I want to get these people involved, get them to know my name and therefore all of their fans to know my name. But I don't have the money to send out a hundred different books to a hundred different social media influencers. How do I minimize the cost to myself? That simply comes with don't give them your book right away. If you're sending them out of the cold, They don't know that you're sending them this email. Say, hey, here's my book. Here's my blurb. Here's what people are saying about it. I would love to send you a copy of my book if you are interested. Then they aren't assaulted. That promotes communication and building a relationship. And then they get something for free just by answering yes. Always ask first. 
Don't just send. It can get annoying. This goes back to people being a fan of you as an author, not necessarily just your book. We've said this, I think, every episode so far. (laughs) Make them a fan of you. We mentioned earlier, newsletters are your friend. This is something you can start right away. When you have that first launch party and you have the guest book so everyone can sign it and go, yay, start building your newsletter list. If you have an author website, this ability can be built in. Not only having a newsletter, but using it is helpful. Brandon Sanderson on his website includes a progress bar that shows where he is in the process of some of the most anticipated projects that he's working on. That is a fun way to keep people updated and interacting with what you're doing. Another thing that I recently discovered he does is in his newsletters, he releases exclusive excerpts from upcoming books or in between short stories. And I only recently discovered that and I'm freaking out that I've been missing it this entire time because there are some things in there that I need to know. (laughs) I'm on Ted Decker's list. And he recently released a collection of his Masterclass series. So I get to see a little bit more about not only him, but his writing process and information he wishes people like me would know. This is not necessarily just for asking for something from your audience saying, here, now it's time to buy my book again. It's this interaction that you're building and keeping you at the top of your audience's minds. Another thing that you need to be looking for as you are attempting to expand your target audience are keywords. Keywords are so important for drawing people in online. And if they're online, they're more likely to leave a review. Keywords are things that people will search for if they're looking for something. So if you are adding your book to Amazon or Goodreads, make sure you are using the right keywords. Because if somebody gets drawn in by the wrong keyword, they read your book and don't like it, that's not going to help you. Yeah, the last thing you want is to just look up a list of keywords and just put them all in there. Again, the more specific you are, the better. So my first book I released is Black and White. There are a thousand books by that name. But if I have in the keywords Vigilante Justice, that narrows my audience down significantly so that the right people are reading and therefore the reviews are going to be higher. Again, we talk about the higher number of reviews you have, the better. But if you're looking to improve the other side of that, which is the numbers that they give you when they do review, keywords are how you bump those numbers up. In all, this process of marketing takes a fair bit of work. It is not easy because you are limited in making people give you reviews. People have to willingly do it. So your job is to give them a reason why they should. Make them love it so much that they just have to tell other people about it. And every time somebody leaves a review on your book, 
post it on your social media site. Just go, hey, look, we got another five-star review. This person said they especially liked the part where they were running through the train yard. Celebrating those reviews publicly encourages your fans to leave more reviews. It's work, but it's worth it. So you just have to keep working, keep trying, get your name out there, and all the while, still, write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 